It's interesting because, uh, and this is again not something that um, I should be saying, but every every single company uh, that I talked to in the last, let's say, two years, uh, sorry, three years. So when I was at MRM, now that I'm at the bank, every company is developing systems that would increase its efficiency. Forget AI, like even even if it's if it's AI, if it's a robotic process automation, everyone every company wants to find efficiencies. Yeah. Now, if you translate that into human talk, it's basically how do we displace more FTEs in order to save cost? Yeah. This is where we're proactively, there's nothing wrong with that. It's 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 development, it's progress, it's technological advancement. But at the same time, we we are expediting the rate with which we displace people. Yeah. It's funny how uh, I keep having these flashbacks to different Star Trek episodes. <laughs> well, do tell. Well, there's an episode where they come across a planet and they have a an AI call it uh, called the custodian. Mm-hmm. It basically takes, it runs the planet. It, the people, like it's a utopian society where People don't have to work. You don't have to farm. You don't have to do everything. Like the the custodian just takes care of everything. You need food. You just say custodian. I need what's for dinner tonight, and it just materializes or whatever. But the 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 premise of the show is they basically lure the the enterprise there, and then they want to uh, kidnap all the children from the enterprise because they're all sterile. Because through whatever the radiation of the the custodian or the planet, whatever's happened is they've realized that they can't uh, reproduce. And so eventually their society will just disappear. So now they're trying to steal children from other species to kind of kickstart their, um, their society again. But the problem is they, they don't know, they don't know how anything works. They just know to say custodian make my dinner, but, but they don't know how to actually do anything. And it's kind of a, that, you know, you, 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 all this advancements is to, is to get people from doing mundane, tedious tasks or whatever. So everything's taken care of. You can just focus on enjoying your life and um, pers- the pursuit of happiness. I don't know, whatever it is. It's interesting. Oh, it's, oh my God. Oh, hold on. You know what? It's sometimes I sometimes I have a sinking feeling though that the people who used to call them science fiction writers were actually some sort of soothsayers or uh, could see into the future. Because what you're describing is, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Yeah. You've seen those kitchen robots that like have those mechanical arms and they yeah. uh, source food from the fridge and fridge reorders food yeah. from stores and then they just chop it all up. Yeah. Yeah, unleash that, unleash that on the Western society. In in less than a generation, you won't be able to do that. Well, I mean, given given the way that we're going, and again, Greg, fuck, I'm gonna hold on to your hope like that's the last thing that that's available to me. Because if you're a glass half full, that's that's fantastic. Give it another five years, 
And then you will have a group of society, a large slice of society that, and kids mostly like beyond like between the ages of four and nine, sorry, five and nine. So those who just were just born to the age yeah. of five and those who were five to the age of 10, who um, will have serious anxiety about walking around without masks. Yeah. In fact, I would argue that they would prefer to stay masked. Yeah. Which means they would never know what a human, well, what a smile looks like. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I there's a lady that I met the other day. Mm-hmm. She she runs a bit a business doing like parent parenting coaching. And she she put out on on the group that I'm in looking for people to interview that have that have our parents or whatever because she's launching a program. So I volunteered to, to talk to her. Anyway, she she was t- telling me like I was telling her about my kids and whatever, mm-hmm. answering questions. But she she said her daughter's sixteen, and because I was saying how great it is, my kids are so happy to be back at school. And she says her daughter had a high anxiety before. Yep. And now it's worse. And now she she won't even go to school. Like she she's still doing remote learning, even really? though schools are open, because she she has, she is basically. She's got so much anxiety about the social component of school. And I, she didn't really say if it was related to COVID or not, or if it was just. Well, does it, does it matter whether it's related to? No. Well, no, but, it, or if it's just generic, generally like interacting with real human beings, but it's like, you know, what you just said is like, I don't even think it'll be five years. You know, you got kids right now who forgot how to be human. <laughs> It's funny you say that because I've seen news stories where they talk about the the um, all this, especially mandates of masks and vaccines for young children, and the irreparable mental uh, damage that we've we've done to these children. For exactly the point you just said, like kids who who won't want to leave the house, won't want to go somewhere because of fear of death from a uh, a virus that has, you know. They're more likely to die in a car accident on the way to their party than they are to, to get a virus and die. Let's see, let's see, Greg. That's so the problem I see is the fact that you are quoting actual stats, yeah. stats that are true across the world. And yeah. yet there's a there's a big part of our society that lives out beyond those facts. Yeah. How is that possible? I don't know. Those those facts are not hidden. You can go look them up. Well, there, right there's now. a there's a large part of society, and it's not it's not a lack of knowledge of facts. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like a general irrelevance of facts. Even I don't know if you followed this uh, the trial the Kyle Rittenhouse trial in the states. Yes, you're still recording this. Yeah, yeah. I'll, use, this I'll, as, use this as an appendix. Yeah. This is the, what you said is actually very very very. Go ahead, please. But it's like. So there's a, there in that particular case, there's two years or 18 months of, of misinformation by the mass media about what's going on. In fact, to mislead people to think that, that the people that he killed were, were people of color because it supported the narrative of a white supremacist at a BLM yes. protest murdering yes. people. And to the point where I, I think what I heard was that there's, there's like media in countries, like in Europe... And other in Australia and things, who who they were convinced that the people that had been murdered were were not white, and then just in the the 
from watching the coverage of the trial, they're like, wait a minute, he killed white people. <laughs> so it's a white guy killing white people. Like, what does this have to do with race? But it, it was like, and then, and now that the truth has come out, it's a like, there's a, a large portion of society who's so invested in their narrative that the truth doesn't even matter. Like you say, well, but that's not the facts. Like, yeah, but that doesn't matter. It's the narrative that matters. And you're like, how can the, the facts not actually matter? That's exactly what makes me say WTF. Yeah. Is because I remember that conversation I had with um, uh, with my grandfather, who was uh, who was who who was completely uh, sold into the narrative of the Soviet Party. And remember, I was born into that. Yeah. Any child who's born into this knows nothing else. Yeah. There's no. So for me, it was never a question of oh, is this right or is this wrong? Yeah. It's just it just is. Yeah. that's my life and it's it's kind of like it's it's the basic basic development principles you do this you get good things you do yeah. this you do you get bad things yeah. okay we'll do more of the good things you don't question what those good things are it's just being told that this is the good thing yeah so trusting the party was a good thing but then everything came down and I had a conversation with my grandpa explaining to him that this was this was me this was like late teens all of a sudden this like oh my god i'm so wise um and and of course in late teens you're always black or white so there's there's no grayscale so he's explaining to him how the economy is going to improve now that all of this and he didn't buy it he could see it but he wouldn't buy it it's exactly what it's exactly like what you were talking about it's the investment it's just so many years have been spent living with one particular um framework that when that framework collapses you are holding on to it for your dearest life duct taping it all around like gluing it yeah. and refusing to acknowledge that it's collapsing yeah, yeah that that trial was does um well and and then but if we go back to the to our favorite uh um pandemic situation yeah. gibraltar ireland uh, Israel are just examples of countries with uh, one of the highest in the in on the whole planet vaccination rates, yeah. and they're having spikes of uh, breakout cases. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I don't even know like deaths or anything, but they're saying it's bad. That's what they're transmitting. Yeah. How is it? No one, no one pauses and says, "Wait, hold on." Hmm good test cases so they've done everything we told them that will work hmm. and now it's not working yeah. so i think i have a solution we're going to do more of what's yeah. not working. doubling down yeah not, not only are we going to do more of it we're going to make sure that everyone participates yeah. how does that not create a question yeah. Yeah, well, like it and, and the point is it's not about you want a vaccine? Please, by all means. By all means. It's a choice. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. But you're saying it. Well, that's the same with the mask mandate, too. It's like the, the in Florida and whatever, where there's they, yes. they've banned mandates. They're not banning masks. Like, if you want to wear a mask, you wear a mask till the cows come know. home. It's, yeah. it's your choice. <laughs> but the, it, the, the media positions as, as, as a 
a ban on a mandate is actually a ban on masking, which yeah. it isn't. It's a ban on a mandate. It's, yeah. I don't know. There's going to be, uh, well, in this latest thing with this parade in uh, Wisconsin. What, what, sorry, I did not know what that was uh, all about. So it was uh, not last night, but the night before, I guess. So there's a Santa Claus parade or a Christmas parade. And a guy basically drove his SUV into the parade. So far, there's six people dead and 48 or 50 people injured. A a bunch of kids still in critical condition. But anyway, this guy was, is a, a serial criminal who is, was he, he attempted to, uh, I don't know if it was kidnap or murder his, his wife or ex-wife and run her over with the car. And he got out on a thousand dollars bail. And then within a week of being out on bail and he's, he's got other warrants for other stuff in other parts of the country, but it's, it's basically this, uh, the elimination of bail because it's racist is putting criminals back on the street. And this guy goes back on the street and he decides to drive his car over 50 people at a parade. And then, but then, like you said, the doubling down, the, the supporters of, of that policy, instead of saying, you know what, hold on, we need to revisit this because clearly we're letting bad people out into the street that are harming innocent people. They say, no, no. There's actually a quote from this one district attorney from 2007 where he says, I can guarantee that somebody that I redirect or let go is going to kill somebody. It's going to happen. I guarantee it. But that doesn't invalidate the need for this policy. And when people accept it, it's like, what? (laughs) And this guy could have been reelected as a DA. It's like crazy town. And then, and then the, the mainstream media on their coverage, they've just been referring to it as um, an SUV crashed into a parade. What? Not they're not they're not saying a madman has murdered fifty people. Why not? Because what, he, what's he, their he, angle? Because he's 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 a vic, he's a a product of their policies. Fucking hell. Beautiful. So it's just like it's such a it's bizarro world. It's like what the fuck is going on? Oh my god! I didn't. I I did not know that story. And that's and that's terrifying and very upsetting too. Yeah. Well, he uh, there's a a dance troupe called Dancing Grannies or something mm-hmm. that took the brunt of the first collision with this guy like he was the first group they that he ran over i think five or six of the people that had been killed were part of the dancing grannies okay and it's like and, and running over children like just you just imagine like you're at if you've ever been to a santa claus parade greg i, I it's a it's a very it's a very close to home subject so i can't yeah. even begin to yeah. imagine that so it's uh anyway and then now he's now he's got five million dollar bail yeah <laughs> it's like a little too too little too late yeah. But meanwhile, yeah, it's um, what is happening? But in the, like in New York and California, there's all kinds of examples of people who are apprehended, put into the system out the next day. Like there's people, you know, punching elderly people on the street, uh, 
shooting people and they're back out in the street in 24 hours because it's, you know, it's the right thing to do. They're, they're mentally ill. They shouldn't, they don't deserve to be in jail, but I don't know. What about the people that are just walking down the street and get attacked and murdered or who knows what else, but. Well, what about, yeah, I mean, it's, it's this, it's the same case of how do you, um, in remember about two or three years, well, three years ago and before in Ontario, we always had this terrible debate about the fact that teachers were made to work in overcrowded classrooms. And they, they had like students were just piling on top of each other and they couldn't give enough attention to the students and the terrible government of conservatives and liberals. It's like all of them. We're never giving enough funding for schools. Yeah. Now, I didn't have a vested interest at that point in time, and I didn't really follow it. It's kind of like it's just like background noise when you listen to the news because, again, it didn't affect me. Yeah. But now that I'm getting close to that, and I'm seeing teachers being fired for their decisions, which have absolutely nothing to do with their ability to teach. Yeah. Nothing, like completely nothing. How are we making that problem worse? How how is how is how is Biden's? I think I think Biden said that uh, truck drivers uh, need to be vaccinated now, and somebody in their union down in the state said thirty thousand are going to walk off the job. How yeah. is that going to ease our logistics chain? Yeah, like what are we solving for? Are we solving for ways to make our lives more miserable? Yeah, I saw something in the UK, the National Health Service. I think, oh, yeah. like, I think it's like a hundred thousand people are about to be fired. Yeah. The and doctors like, and nurses. Yeah. yeah. You're just going to take a hundred thousand healthcare professionals out of the system. And that's not going to put people at risk. <laughs> I think that, I don't know. The, 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 the whole mandate thing is just, there, there's a, another story in the U S it was a guy who he won teacher of the year last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been fired for not, uh, not getting his vaccine. Yeah. Meanwhile, I mean, we talked about this before, but um, it's been, <sighs> Jesus Christ, you don't have to be a scientist to claim it has been scientifically proven. Yeah. Ottawa senators, yeah. COVID outbreak. Yeah. Big party, everyone vaccinated, COVID outbreak. It, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't protect you. So but if- you, But you know what the funny thing is? COVID outbreak, 10 days later, they're all back playing hockey. Nobody's even, maybe somebody lost their taste. I don't know. But it's like, who cares? <laughs> like they're yeah, not like I mean, this is this is the thing. It's 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 exactly what we talked about in the main uh, portion of this episode. Yeah. Is it's the polarization. There's there's never a middle ground. Yeah. It has to be either this, like this has to be black, or this has to be white. Yeah. Because sure, does they exist? Does the um, does the disease exist? Absolutely, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. Does it present itself in severe cases? It does. Do people die from it or have um, um, long COVID? They do. Now, the interesting thing is, this is nothing of what I just rhymed off is new to the medical world. We always had complications. We used to call them complications from many different diseases. Many very, um, holy crap, flu used to take away people's lives yeah but we were willing to take that risk all of a sudden we're not willing to take any risks for whatever reason 
But you're right. You're right. They're all back on the ice playing hockey. Good for them. Whatever they've done to, to combat this, their immune systems, they're working out. At the same time, I have not seen a single mainstream media, although I'm, I'm trying to avoid it altogether. So that's, yeah. that's not a fair statement. Do you know how many major league football players actually like falling on their face on the pitch? Yeah. I don't follow uh, soccer, football. I don't, I, I don't. But the numbers seem higher than it's not a fair statement because I don't have, I don't know the stats, so I don't know what the average is, but yeah. falling with flies, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, it seems, it seems dark. And, and more importantly, it's like, for example, for all of the unvaccinated people, I mean, I sympathize. They can, they can travel. Yeah. Like you think about it. There are Canadians who cannot travel. Yeah. They can't leave the province. They cannot leave the country. Yeah. How the fuck does that work? But not even like the and not, maybe because I'm I'm I've never we've never really traveled much. Like if we might go on a trip every couple of years or something that you would classify as traveling. Yeah. But traveling is not a big part of my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like eating at a restaurant is, and if you're not vaccinated, you can't eat at a restaurant. Yeah, no, yeah, people won't be able to get into the restaurant. I saw, I saw some somebody shared something on Facebook yesterday. I, I don't, I can't remember if it was in Austria. I think it was in Austria. It was either Austria or Australia, but they have like a curfew, so the unvaccinated can work. They can serve you at your your restaurant and whatever, but after the curfew, they have to go home because now they're unclean and they can't intermingle with society. But they're allowed to come and work. <laughs> During working hours, and, it, and interact with that. When you when you put it in those those words, like I'm, I, I cannot help myself but feel like we're in Lewis's Carol Ellis in Wonderland because yeah. what you what you're saying cannot be true, and yet I know it, it is. Well, this is, like it's funny because I've never been, never really thought about it much, like the whole Second Amendment in the U.S. Right, the right to yes. have guns. This is exactly why you need to have guns. <laughs> That's true. Because at some at some point, the government's going to overreach, and the and the the public has to say, "Fuck you, we're not doing that anymore." And exactly. if you don't have guns, you have no way to fight back. Well, um, my favorite YouTube personality, JP Sears, did an episode on that. And um, uh, basically, he's a comedian, so he puts everything in as a sarcastic ha-ha-ha light, but he's very serious about what he talks about. Um, Every single uh, authoritarian regime before coming to full power, first thing is remove all of the guns. That happened in in Russia before Soviet Union came into full power. That came in, um, who was that dude in um, South America? Gaddafi. It happened there, yeah. and um, don't forget they've been trying to do that in the in the U.S. In Canada, it was even even um, remember in Canada it was prohibited, right? Yeah. New Zealand did the same thing. Yeah. And at first, when you're when when you're more liberal in your thinking and thinking that all people are good and they're trying to do the 
good for their people. Politicians are trying to yeah. do good for the people. When you when you read about this, it's kind of like that terrible televised massacre in New Zealand uh, in in the mosque. Yeah. And another show you should watch is uh, the HBO special on QAnon. It's called Into the Storm. Into the Storm. Mm. Very interesting. Very interesting piece of uh, actual good documentary work. It's it conflates many subjects, so I'll, I'll be just careful about that because it paints. But it has that. It was showing how it was publicized. Yeah. But on the heels of that. The natural inclination is how do we avoid it? Take away the guns. Yeah. Take away the guns and recall Austra- Australia and New Zealand only now are thinking about the fact that their citizens can travel. Yeah. And only if you comply with the regulations. Yeah. Think about it. You're an island state. There's nowhere to Where go. To go. Yeah. I mean... I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm perplexed. And I, um, and then at the same time, I have meetings at work. Yeah. Feels normal, right? Yeah. Feels like everything's the same. We're working, delivering some projects, this and that, all good stuff, talking about budgets. And I can't help but feel in the back of my mind that it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's surreal. It's, it's as if people do not, and that's, Sorry, it's, it's as if people don't want to acknowledge that these shifts, societal shifts, are occurring right under their feet, yeah. like right with their children. Yeah. Metaverse is being promoted. It's being advertised on TV. Yeah. How are there not people in the streets saying, fucking hell, you want to take away our ability to think for ourselves and control what we think, feel, do, and interact with? Yeah. But no, there's nothing like that. It's and it's um, and I know I know I mean I mean talking to you um, it, it helps a lot. But at the same time, I can imagine how many people who are traumatized by being left on their own by lockdowns, by just not having the social circle uh, available to them or random strangers in a coffee shop, but how many people kind of live with their thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, un- I understand what I'm thinking about and I understand that, yeah, my conclusions, even if they're right, they're unfortunate, but they're just, they're just conclusions. They're not yet reality. And I know how many people can actually spiral out of control seeing this. And the only decision that they come to is that this is not worth it. Yeah. And, that's, and that's a terrifying thought. Yeah. It's funny because, I, I mean, I just was thinking like even before all these mandates, mm-hmm. um, anxiety, suicide rates, like all these things were we're going through the roof and I yeah. can, and I haven't heard much about it recently, but I'm, I'm, I'm imagining now it's probably because it's even worse than it ever has been. Think about it. Like think about the hundreds of thousands of people that have invested their entire life in a career and they're willing to walk away from that because of a, a mandate. Yeah. Uh, 
You're right. It's um, and again, I'll I'll draw this parallel, and I promise you, the last time, it used to be the norm that if you read something in the Pravda newspaper, Truth yeah. newspaper, that whatever you read, you can you can take a mirror to it, and that would have been the actual situation. Yeah. So if they were claiming that the um, the farmers had uh, like a banner year collecting the crops in the fields. Okay, start start buying food now because there's not going to be shit to eat in the winter. Yeah, it was almost it was almost as that, and and I feel the same thing is true here. If you don't if you don't talk about something, it's like hmm, probably is very bad. Yeah, and then if you if you trumpet about something, it's like yeah, that's that's probably a lie. But then again, maybe I'm just jaded. What are you kids? Hold on. This is an interesting one. Have you ever talked about your kids as how they perceive the world around them? Because they are, they don't have the influence of you because they probably couldn't care less about what dad thinks. I mean, yeah, in a respectful way, but really. Yeah. I remember myself being a teenager. No, I'd say they're 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 mostly unaware of what's going on in the world. Like their their world is very small. Mm-hmm. Like it's what's going on at school. How are my grades? Oh, I got to go to work. I got homework to do. Like there's no real. In- I, the only thing I'd say though, is that there's, there's an aversion. Like when I, if they come down and I'm watching Fox news, yes, I have to like mute it or change the channel or pause it. If they're like, I'm in the family room, which is open to the kitchen. Cause they don't want to hear it. They don't even like, it's like, blinders on i don't even want to know about what's going on in the world i'm just gonna i just want to live in my little bubble and i mean i i I say that but at the same time like when uh last summer there was a blm protest in guelph and my wife and daughter went to it and my my daughter felt very strongly that she to support that and like i i have a black nephew who's adopted Mm -hmm. so like we're you know BLM as a, I don't know, what, what do you call it? Like BLM, the organization, I have to separate from BLM, the movement. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 I was just going to say that. Right. Yeah. So, so the, the movement I'm all for the organization, not so much. Um, but it's, uh, so but the, there, there was an element there of, 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 you know, what's going on in the, in the greater world. But I think that that was extraordinary circumstances with that particular issue. Mm-hmm. For the most part, they're, I don't know. And, and they're so indoctrinated, like when they come home and they talk about things that, that in the school, they because they just get fed the liberal version of whatever, right? So it's, it's funny, though, because I think about indoctrination in a couple of ways. Like they go to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. So you would think they'd be heavily indoctrinated into the Catholic religion, but they got no time for it, no use for it. What? Yeah. Interesting. Um, and I would say, if, you know, I'm the same way. Like I grew up in a very Christian, I mean, my parents were ministers in the Salvation Army, but like as soon as they gave me the freedom when I was 13 or whatever it was to decide if I wanted to go to church or not, I was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, I, for me, the, the whole indoctrination thing, it's kind of like, there's an element of it that I feel is real and true. And then there's another element is like, well, 
it's uh, maybe it depends on what you're trying to indoctrinate them into. If it's, uh, you know, going to church and whatever, then it's then maybe they don't have as much time for it. Although it's funny. I was on a, a webinar today mm-hmm. and it was a guy who was tra- trained for 25 years. He was a very senior guy, a psych- psychiatrist mm-hmm. in psychiatric medicine. And basically said, like, if you take two groups of people, so one group of people that, that believes in God and, and, and that there's an omnipotent being that is uh, vengeful. And if you don't do what they say or live your life a certain way, you will be tortured for eternity mm-hmm. versus um, another group of people that is just lives with the belief of love and benevolence and doing the best you can. Which of those two groups of people do you think is going to, to grow up or, or live with more anxiety, fear, depression, and so on. Well, probably the one who thinks like, if I don't, if I'm living in a, in a, a paradigm of uh, burning in hell for eternity, if I don't live a certain way, those people are going to be fucked up. Hmm. Anyway, it's kind of an interesting point of view. Hold on, play, uh, run it by me again. So the, the two options are: there's a benevolent being, right? So, so there's a there's God. Yes. And there's re- basically organized religion that says if you don't if you don't do what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. you you will uh, suffer for eternity once you're done on this planet. Mm-hmm. Basically, you you go to hell and like you live a good life, you get to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. You live a bad life, you go to hell and 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 are tortured for eternity. Versus okay. versus I don't know if you call it an atheist. He didn't really use the word atheist, but just people who who have a belief system that it's it's just live a good life and and uh, focus on on love um, and understanding, and and you don't have this kind of guilt over your head about like whatever. The other side is but it, it's kind of like i i mean i don't subscribe to especially this day and age that the, the um people of the vast majority of people i think have, have kind of washed their hands and maybe i'm wrong i, I don't know what the, the numbers would be but like all all of my the circles of people i grew up with and friends with and stuff like very few of them are devoutly religious well maybe i mean I'm, I'm not, yeah, I, 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 I buy that, but maybe, maybe something has been uh, taken away from society by removing at least if two years ago, if you were to ask me about religion, despite the fact that there was a period of life when I was going to all services, all high holidays, like everything. Yeah. Yeah. I do believe that uh, um, organized religion is just a way of controlling people. Yeah. Especially because there are different types of religion, and yeah. each one says that the other one are the ones to be destroyed or converted. Yeah, that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, but at the same time, taking all of that away creates a void in people's um, yeah, well, I don't know a... moral compass, but just life yeah. compass. Yeah, well, there's a separation, and this is what he talked about a little bit between religion and spirituality, right? Like it's right. it's 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 the most people think of the things as being equivalent to each other, but they're, they're no. not, 
at all. Like, no. re- religion is just a, a controlling mechanism. Spirituality is just like we are spiritual. And we're interconnected species. Be- on, on exactly. The rock. So um, anyway, that's it was a pretty interesting conversation. So we are. This was like, let's let's just put a summary because this is this. Sir, I, I did drag you out of your shell. You you don't like to be on camera, but this is this is very interesting. Like some of the examples you provided really paint a um, brighter picture. Not not to say better picture, but a brighter picture on some of the uh, convictions that we hold and how we evolve, and which is scares me. It. Um, Sorry, scary, not the right word. I'm not, I'm not actually scared. I'm just incomplete. Not lost, but um, what do you strive for? Well, the, I mean, one, one thing that, that a big part of what the three principles and what Jamie talks about, which, which I tend to believe in pretty strongly now is like as a, a human race, we have an innate capacity for resilience and well-being. Yes, and we and it, and that has served us as a species for millions of years to get us to where we are today. So, yes. um, you know, whether it's it, I mean, and I suppose that's in some way, shape, or form, like all the science fiction dystopian futures. Mm-hmm. The 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 silver lining is that whether it's nuclear holocaust or whatever people survive and rebuild and things well, within, the, within the two hours that they show us. Yeah. 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 But you know what Actually, I mean? Like it's, it's uh, even Superman survived the, the, the uh, destruction of Krypton. You know what? This is, this is, this is a brilliant uh, thing to maybe probably to end it on. And I, you know what we should do because I'm looking at the time. Yeah. You can easily do it at WTF part one and WTF part two appendix. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because it's, it's, do you name a single movie, Hollywood movie? Well, that's, that's kind of what we are uh, raised on yeah. where the future looks bright. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking in my head. Um, it's not a trick question. Yeah. Um, I know. I mean, there's, there's feel good stories. No, no. Feel good stories is like how they make you feel. But it, it, like when, 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 when the future is being painted, I'm yeah. struggling to find an example of where um, kind of a future uh, yeah. in the distance is being painted as a good future. Yeah. Well, I mean, Star Trek is an example where supposedly the human race comes together and, and uh, there's no more poverty or, or famine on our planet. And it mm-hmm. um, allows us to, to go off and explore the universe as a, you know, a unified planet. Good point. Yeah. Well, at least one. I mean, but but then it's it's like all the strife and stuff that existed on Earth is now just replaced with the same strife in the greater universe. Um, because if if you if as I start thinking about this, there's nothing that uh, there's no single movie that comes to mind that has. Well, that is said. Yeah. Well, even, I mean, 
the last few weeks, Saving Private Ryan's been on a lot. And I mean, that's a, a feel good story in the end. But that's about the past. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, it's, it's the enduring, uh, um, I don't know, human, sp- human spirit overcoming the worst <laughs> circumstances. I don't know. I wish I had stats on this. I wish like, I, I wish I had stats. But you're right. Every a lot of movies that look at the past and past events, past actual events, usually yeah. have a very like that positive message yeah. to them. Yeah. And there's even if it's drama, it's it, it, it evokes um, um, Schindler's List, for example. Yeah, like it didn't end well for him. Yeah, and it didn't end well for a lot of people. But yeah. it, it it shows that. Um, like if a single person can do this, yeah. there's no fast forward. Nothing is good. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. I mean, all science fiction movies. I mean, even if you escape planet Earth, um, being at completely at peace and whatever, you're just running into other races or other species yeah. that want to destroy you. Even even in the feel good movie that was Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah, remember. There were even the one that they went to was not that good, and the one that they went in afterwards, it was even worse. Yeah, the alternate uh, timeline. Anyway, we should end it here, but uh, um, I'm sure we're not the only ones who thought about this, and I wonder how people went through this. There must be a book somebody written about this who eloquently explained this conundrum of human civilization. Yeah, oh, I'm sure that there'll be a lot of case studies coming out of this time period (laughs) yeah why i've jokingly said we're either going to end up with a generation of uh um, what have i said geniuses or serial killers yeah or the combination of the two yeah genius serial killers yeah all right then see you greg all right we'll talk tomorrow bye-bye